Using actuarial science tables downloaded from Blue Cross Blue Shield site, calculated raid mortality rates versus res sickness repair costs. I'm not an aggressive person, but I admit it. I like killing things. You guys, the quest to activate this orb is balls. All right, Blade signed up for Man Night, not bickering old Fart Night. Sorry I gave you ugly face. I sketched it on a gummy high. <laughs> I'm just eight ten dollars. Hi, this is Kenny, and you're listening to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. This is microcast number 10. As you can hear, I'm going solo. Uh, Life's been really hectic for both Jenny and I. Um, I moved into my first, very first house, and Jenny is in the middle of moving also, and um, just uh, time is getting away from us, and we're falling a little behind on our podcasting duties, but luckily our buddy Brian, who does marketing for the guild, he's the one that does most of the, the tweets. He went to PAX, uh, this was probably last month, uh, PAX is up in Seattle, uh, Kim Evie, Sandeep, and Jeff were there, but uh, he was also up there, and he managed to catch up with a super fan of the guild who dressed up as Codex. And did a little interview with her. So uh, we thought we'd bring this to you. So this is uh, Brian's report from PAX with a special interview. And uh, let's go ahead and take a listen. Hey, Kenny and Jenny. It's Brian here. Of course, you guys know me, but for all of the Knights of the Guild listeners who don't, um, I help the Guild with marketing, and most people will know me from the Guild's Twitter feed. I'm the main Twitterer, along with Felicia and Kim, and I was at Comic-Con. I did the uh, scavenger hunt there. So I'm sending in a report from PAX in Seattle, which took place this Labor Day weekend, 2009. PAX is Penny Arcade Expo. It's a gaming convention, so it's focused both on video games and on tabletop games. So there was a lot of, um, you know, role-playing, you know, miniature-based games, D&D, uh, even, you know, Magic the Gathering is really huge up there. So it was, uh, it was really great, a very similar vibe to Comic-Con. So the guild had a booth in Bandland, which is an area of booths with Jonathan Colton, Paul and Storm, MC Front a lot. Uh, Will Wheaton was there as well. It's just an area for fans to interact, to get stuff signed, to buy DVDs, CDs, T-shirts, etc. So it was really great. It's uh, there were a lot of fans coming by the booth. Um, Jeff and Sandeep were there along with Kim, and there were a lot of fans coming by getting stuff signed, buying the DVD, buying t-shirts. And there was a panel, actually a panel and screening of the Guild Season 2 on Friday night. It was uh, really great. It was uh, a 500-seat room, so the same size as the Comic-Con panel, which I know I was wondering, are people going to show up for this? It's Friday night. There's a concert going on. There's other stuff going on at PAX. Some people stay at PAX and, and play games all evening. They have the convention center available till 2 with rooms available for gaming. So, you know, you're wondering, are people going to show up? We're not going to fill this 500-seat room. Well, it was filled up. It was uh, standing room only. There was a long line. Um, everyone who waited in line got in. Actually, it worked out perfectly. There were a few people that got, got turned away, people who showed up right as the panel 
and screening started. One of the funny things at the screening is they um, they were using a they were playing it off a DVD, and on the DVD there's this way you can watch it in season two without the credits, so it doesn't do the beginning and end credits. So you can watch all of season two without seeing beginning and end credits. And so for some reason the player they were using would freeze every time it would do a chapter skip. So at the beginning and the end of every episode, um, there were these funny freezes on screen of, of funny faces or funny moments. And it was, it was, a it was a, a lot of, uh, a lot of laughter from everybody. The other thing about the screening is that Kim decided only to screen episodes seven through 12. They only had an hour and a half for the screening. And since season two is the length it is, I think if they, screened the whole thing, there would only be a few minutes left over for questions. So Kim decided on the day of the screening just to do the second half of the season and to give more time for Q&A. So Jeff and Sandeep did a hilarious recap of season two, episodes one through six, and they couldn't quite remember everything that happened, but luckily the fans in the audience were happy to yell out and fill in the gaps. Um, So they did a recap, then the the screening happened, and then afterwards there was um, some Q&A. And then one of the other things that happened that we uh, Twittered about was um, right in the front row there was a fan whose cell phone went off. And actually not everyone heard it, um, but Sandeep and the people on the panel could hear it. And Sandeep stopped the panel and said, oh, my God, I was just going to be really mad because someone's cell phone went off. But the ringtone was, do you want to date my avatar? So everyone had a big laugh about that. Then on Saturday, um, more time at the booth, more meeting fans. There was a panel on making web series that Kim, Sandeep, Jeff, and uh, Tony, who plays Neil in Legend of Neil, um, were the panelists for, and that was really interesting. A lot of old videos being shown, which was which was awesome. And then there was also a Legend of Neil screening. They screened uh, a few episodes from season two, and they premiered i think it was episode four and that was saturday night and then i think the highlight of pax had to be when kim ran into someone dressed as codex in full avatar costume from the do you want to date my avatar video and um since this is the knights of the guild podcast i thought um you always have such great fan interviews so i thought why don't i include a fan interview so i tracked down mackenzie who's the um person who is dressed as codex and so she joins me now um mackenzie why don't you introduce yourself so my name is mackenzie eakin aka machete betty um and uh, i work for xbox live tell me about when you first first sat down to watch the guild uh, well, it was uh, it was at work for all of my um, cube mates to hear, um, and I I used to play WoW. Um, I've been clean for two years, but uh, <laughs> but I used to be pretty into it, and uh, and just so many of the jokes were just so dead on. Um, so, when did you decide you were going to dress up for PAX? After uh, a couple of viewings of the day my avatar video, there was sort of two because there was this very meat-headed, oh my God, she's so hot, reaction <laughs> side by side with like, wow, she is so pretty and that would be such a fun costume. Um, and I was kind of nervous, I guess, about wearing such a costume in front of, even though it's it's packed, so it's definitely more on the play side, but it's still, you know, there are a lot of, I'm in the industry and there are, there are a lot of people there that I know and work with. Um, 
so I ran it by two of my like closer teammates, and they just laugh at me and were like, "You really need to get over it and not worry about it. People are just <laughs> gonna think it's awesome." Uh-huh. Um, so I got over it and <laughs> started piecing it together. Um, and uh, yeah. So Saturday morning comes <laughs> along, and you get suited up. You're dressed up as Codex. And um, you are out on the streets. You're t- take oh, me through what so, happened. Yeah, so we were um, just we were just crossing one street uh, to go get lunch, and I had I had just heard and I was just commenting because there was some mom telling her little like five year old girl, "See that group just like Codex," and that was by far the most amusing rec- recognition that I'd had that day. Um, mm-hmm. So that was I was already grinning really big, and then and I heard another woman's voice say. Excuse me, we haven't we haven't seen any um, guild cosplayers yet. Do you mind if I take your picture? And I turned around, and it was Kim. And but I mean, I didn't know who Kim was. Right. And I said, sure. And I was just looking at her, and then and I I sort of you know subconsciously noted she had people around her, but it wasn't until she said, and do you mind if they take a picture with you? And I said, sure. And then I looked and noted that it was uh, Jeff and Sandeep, aka Vork and Zabu, and maybe I squeaked. <laughs> And then they said, oh, wish we had that on camera. <laughs> um, they were just, you know, incredibly polite and sweet and complimentary, and your costume looks fabulous, and I'm just grinning my ass off. And <laughs> um, so, yeah, meanwhile, my, my teammates are just amused to be watching me being amused. Um, so we took some pictures, and they said stop by the booth later, and so, yeah, that was that. And uh, I, I had a lot of trouble. I actually did a. I, I split my meal at lunch because my stomach was still all fluttery. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because you know I, they uh, they I, they were just so excited to see you to see someone uh, dressed up. So I think I think they were they they were just as excited to see you as as you were to see them. Did you get your picture taken a lot um, by other people at the convention while you were dressed up as Codex? My um my my coworkers that I was secretly plotting with slash getting um you know positive reinforcement and support from uh had said you know you're you're probably going to have people asking to take your picture and I blew it off at the time yeah right but sure enough I had barely stepped into the convention center and I had like a video camera coming right at me because they were all like hovering around the bottom floor I guess watching for the cosplayers. I mean people were just so excited that it was I was always excited when people even knew who the heck I was. So I, I did. It was it was really surprising to me, but it was it was a lot of fun. I felt I felt special, and more importantly, I felt like those darn wrist guards were worth every painful <laughs> moment that they took themselves. Any future plans? Are you going to be Codex for Halloween now that you have the costume? Um, you know, I don't know. I've got. Uh, I can. I'm sure is that going to get as much longevity out of that corset as possible. So mm-hmm. it may be making an appearance at some sort of holiday event uh but i i really did enjoy <laughs> wearing the costume so uh got got such a such a friendly reaction from it did you earn points with your coworkers? Or were they all impressed that you pulled off the costume <laughs> um actually so i had two two of the directors on my team uh and also uh major nelson actually uh were all kind of wow really um, I, I'm very much a jeans and a t-shirt sort of girl, and mm-hmm. <laughs> so when, when I show up at PAX and I'm all out cosplay, uh, I think there was some really. It's it, it's, <laughs> it's such a girly look, so yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, there was 
like I think I spent like 30 minutes trying to get my hair curly and big. That's awesome. And I, I know you're active on Twitter. What's your Twitter uh, handle? Machete Betty. And uh, it's Betty with a Y. It was almost like on Saturday there was kind of this battle between Atlanta and Seattle uh, with the different people in costume. Because um, did you see? Did you follow all that on Twitter? And when I stopped by the booth later in the day, they actually pulled up. Um, they pulled up the picture of the Dragon Con folks for me, and uh-huh. wow, they really. I but the first thing I said was, "I like, oh, her corset is far more accurate." well you definitely ruled pack so that was very awesome thanks for taking the time (laughs) all right kenny and jenny that about does it for my report from pax but i will leave you with this this is some uh, audio of jonathan colton in concert on the final night of pax he has the song he does called mr fancy pants which when he performs it live he turns into this extended mashup remix thing and um you'll uh, notice some a recognizable song here in there so here you go All right, so that's going to do it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brian, for being our reporter up at PAX. Uh, Jenny and I obviously can't get to every event, so we really appreciate when uh, people step up and record little things for us about their experience at uh, cons. Um, So we really appreciate it. And uh, just to let you guys know, our listeners, we will be recording... Episode 8, Part 2, we're kind of behind on that at the moment, um, but we are going to record that and release that before we release uh, Episode 9, Part 1, which we also have to record still, and Part 2. So hopefully you're going to be getting a bunch of podcasts all at once, pretty much, uh, for the month of October. So uh, we're still pushing to get Episode 9, Part 1, out on the 15th. So that means uh, part two of episode eight will hopefully be out the week before. But we are still, Jenny and I are still trying to sync up our schedules so we can uh, both get together and do these podcasts for you. And uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Knights of the Guild has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. What that means is that if you want to use any part of our program for any other reason, you need to get our permission. The podcast you are listening to is a part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinesstudios.com. Imagine walking outside, finding a comfortable place to lay down, and then gazing up at the night sky. You put your earphones on, and you're instantly taken with the stars with music that launches you into space. That's exactly what my new CD is designed to do. Not only is it cool atmosphere music, but it's meant to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer, and it'll soon be available for purchase on CD or download on iTunes and Amazon. There's 13 tracks of digital stereo music for your enjoyment, from Apollo 14 taking off into orbit to radio emissions from Saturn. 
over an hour and ten minutes of music that'll help you watch the stars. It's coming soon, as well as the launch of a brand new website with extra content and alternate versions of the songs, and the making of the Stargazer CD podcast. If all goes well, I'm shooting for an October 26, 2009 release date, just in time for Christmas. So, I hope that you will enjoy a copy of it. Get ready for Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Ghost-infected Frank. He passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse. Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Ugh, man, there's just way too much on all these channels. But only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, Matloaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get, I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? What you learn? I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? We all love the Buffyverse, and it means something to each of us. It was a show about people. I identified with Xander, of course. Upside Down and Halfway to Happy Land explores the things we love best in the Buffyverse, from the perspective of the everyday fan. Check out our discussions on characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. So, like, Selfish Willow is worse when things start going wrong. Check out Upside Down and Halfway to Happy Land. You can find Upside Down and Halfway to Happy Land on iTunes. Or you can check out the website at www.upsidedownhappyland.com. Hi, this is Sean Becker, director and editor of The Guild Season 2. Just reminding you to please watch The Guild. And also you can check out my show, Comedy Gumbo, which you can find on awkwardpictures.com. Well, that was just terrible. That was really awkward. 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 Pictures? Hey! <laughs> You're awkward. Your mom's awkward. You got me there. <laughs>